Hello friends and fellow adventurers, Alex Reed here, your guide for the lands of Manassas and the DM here at Cocked, a real play RPG podcast. Welcome to the 28th episode of our campaign. At the end of episode 27, we saw Alfred's protective instincts kick in when he saw Agard get into an altercation with some goblins. Alfred and Agard quickly dispatched the goblins before they were able to react or alert anyone else to the pair's presence. We will now resume with a brief recap from Braca and Katie's perspective and join them at their camp. Alfred and Agard had pushed ahead. You guys heard the sounds of screams, the sounds of a, a what seems like a rather quick battle, because all of a sudden there's nothing in silence. You did, however, hear the um, beating of Alfred's wings, and then they kind of stopped. And we will pick up with you two there at camp. Um, I th- I think we would, and I'm not going to speak for Bracca, but I think I like Katie would just be kind of frozen, trying to hear and wait because she was told that. At least she remembers that she was told that, you know, Agard and Alfred would come back or let them know if they needed help. She's not going to necessarily react, just be kind of frozen, like listening really hard. Brock is just writing stuff in his notebook. His feet are kicked up. So you guys hear silence for, I'd say, probably a minute or so. And we'll, we'll jump back over after the battle. So Agard is still in the giant hyena form. And Alfred is just going to kind of look over at him and just be like, um... Hey, Agard, I, I know um, you can't really talk, but can you smell anybody else? Because I don't really smell anything. Agard will, he's close to the mouth of the cave now, so he, in hyena form, would walk over to the mouth of the cave and kind of sniff around. He does have keen sense, um, you know, when it comes to hearing and smell as a hyena. Go ahead and make a perception check with advantage then. Okay, uh, 17. 17? You don't immediately hear anything. You kind of just hear, you know, when you're you're kind of listening in tunnels, you can hear, you know, the the water droplets. The mm-hmm. And that's about as much as he hears. He doesn't hear any movement headed in their direction. For the time being, you Agard would feel there's probably not much of a threat, um, but there are seven goblin bodies, right? You know, in the clearing. Some ripped in half, some beheaded. But it looks like a pretty gruesome scene. Yeah. Agard would, not assessing any threats at this time, um, drop back to his normal form. He kind of stands there for a second, and then you see him kind of reach into his mouth and pull out, like, this chunk of meat oh. from his from his <laughs> mouth. Um and he's not even looking at Alfred right now. Like, he's just, he's kind of, I don't know, by himself right now. But, you know, obviously Alfred's nearby. Mm-hmm. Just kind of looking around and seeing the mess that they made of these these goblins. So, As Agard returns to his normal form, he can hear movement behind him. Mm-hmm. You're used to hearing this. It's Alfred walking around. But Alfred is kind of... I want to say tidying up because there's there's not, I can't really tidy this up, but he is moving some of the pieces of the bodies kind of in a pile and kind of getting them all together and kind of moving them out of sight. Mm -hmm. It'll take him a minute or so to do that. Yeah. But he's seeing Agard change back. And after already speaking to him, he feels, well, let's see what he feels. Rolled 16. So he feels like, it's not necessarily that there's something off with Agard, but that Agard maybe needs a little space for right now mm-hmm. after he asked him a question and Agard dropped out of the form and didn't say anything to him. So he's kind of trying to go about doing something to busy himself mm-hmm. rather than bug Agard at the time. So I'd say it, it'll be a couple minutes, but he's moving all the bodies, kind of trying to get them. Is Agard going to look at what the sound is or 
the sound behind him. Yeah, knowing that it's Alfred moving. Um, oh, well. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think he notices the sound. So he kind of looks over there towards what Alfred's doing. And he kind of shakes himself, kind of like, okay. you know. Um, and I'd say the, the last goblin that he killed at his feet, he'll pick it up and just kind of go lay it on there. And then he'll go to Alfred and just say, would you mind letting Katie and Bracca know that there's no threat that I can see at this time? Of course. I I need to... I need some time. Uh, I am going to just go off into the woods by myself for a little bit, and I'll rejoin you all and just going to rest for a minute. I need to clear my head. Um, oh, okay, but... Um... Which which way are you gonna head? I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's safe for us to kind of wander off on our own. Sure. I, I mean, I understand, you know, you kind of need space, but just just so we can, you know, keep yeah. an keep an ear out. Yeah, I, I I won't go far. Um, he'll point to the wood, and I would say, if you're if 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 you see, kind of look in one direction, the direction of where we know Katie and Braga were. Mm-hmm. He'll point, you know, down the tree line, maybe 20 yards or so, and just say, I'm, I'll just go into the wood that direction for a little bit, and I'll be back in an hour or so. Oh, okay. And then he just turns and walks in the wood. So, Katie and Bracca make a perception check. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought it was a nat one, but it's a seven. <laughs> Seven? You said 22? Mm-hmm. So, Katie, it takes you a minute to hear this, but Bracca, you can hear the beating of Alfred's wings as he takes off from the clearing, and then he kind of comes over the top. Katie, you don't realize that it's happening until the trees start to move from the force of the, the wings, and Alfred kind of drops in and lands kind of where you guys are sitting. And just says, so, first, Agard's okay. I think he's not he's not hurt, but he said he needed some time. So he was going to take a quick rest for about an hour, I think. Um, But uh, uh, we we ran into seven goblins like we had discussed and none of them are alive anymore. But they're also not like where it's obvious that people would see. And we listened into the front of the cave, or at least Agar did, and he didn't seem to think there was a threat. Because I'm assuming if he thought there was a threat, he would have let me know rather than just walk. But he went that direction, and he said he would he would find us in you know in about an hour or so. He just needed some some space. Oh, so wow. Okay, okay. N- none of them are still there. No. And both of you, well, Brock, are you going to look at Alfred? Yeah, well, like kind of. He's like <clears throat> um, like writing stuff down and looking up at the same time. Both of you go ahead and make a perception check. I'm not going to make yours with disadvantage, Brock, because it's... Only a nine. Seventeen. Because Brock is a little, a little busy writing stuff down, you kind of glance up and look back. You don't notice, but Katie, after you ask that question that nobody's alive you you start to look and you can see there's blood around alfred's mouth and you also see what looks like a spearhead and maybe like six inches to a foot of the wooden javelin in alfred's shoulder he doesn't look in pain but he's he's got some signs of blood and that he was attacked as well Does Bracca ever notice it at any point? Just like glancing up every now and then? Um, not within the first minute. You kind of look up and we'll make another perception check here in a second for you to notice. I would say, depending on what Katie says, Bracca might get advantage on the next one. Um, Alfred? Mm-hmm. Are, are you feeling okay? A little woozy. Not, not necessarily used to seeing what I saw. 
Also, I, I've never, I've never really done what we just did, and yeah. I, you know, um, it's kind of starting to sink in. And he just kind of starts to lay down where he's at slowly, backside down, and then he'll like slide his front paws out. It's more of that like slow. It's not like a collapse. It's just kind of this like slow slide. And I would say when you hear that, Braca, that's a lot of noise. You would probably snap up and hear those questions. Go ahead and make a perception check with uh, advantage. While he's doing that. 21. Um, I would have come up to Alfred and put my hand on him and been like, it, it's it's okay, why don't you rest? And he would heal four points of... Okay, so you look up as Katie... Heal four points? Is that, is that yeah, that's right. I feel four points better. <laughs> Thanks, like, Adam. What am I trying to say? He, hits, he heals four hit points. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, Braca looks up as Katie is touching the site where the javelin is in Alfred's shoulder. And you realize that he's sliding, and you can just see these mounds of dirt push out from his front paws, claws, things, as he pushes them out. And you see two mounds in front, and he just kind of like puts his head down on his neck and on his chin and just just kind of exhales. And you can see this look in his eyes that you've never seen before. He just kind of stares off, and it's almost instant. They just kind of glaze over. And he's just staring off in the distance. Mm. Is that the first time you've ever killed anyone or anything? Um. Yes. I mean, you know, there's animals and things like that that you, you eat for food. But then there's, you know, um, goblins and that. We don't, even though they're in the Fae, they don't typically come near us so i've i've always felt like everybody was friendly that came to our domain that came to my family's area and that's friendly or fearful well i always thought friendly but that's kind of the reason that i don't normally go out on hunts with my family and that either or on you know trips because I I don't I don't see people as bad I think everybody's a friend and I'd kind of rather talk before just assuming the worst in somebody and my family says that'll get me killed and I I can see how if I would have tried to talk to these goblins it probably would have ended poorly but um, I've never I've never bit into flesh like that before, and it's, I don't know if I like it. And you just see, he kind of just, his neck, his, you know, chin's already down, and you just see his eyes drop towards the ground, and just, again, glaze over after he's done with that statement to you, instantly. Brock is just gonna say, I mean, there's a good reason why I hardly trust people to begin with. It's... Having trust issues or being overly cautious, as I'd like to say, is a very good way to stay alive. Assuming the worst in people, I mean, I don't normally do it, but it's a way I stay cautious. So just preparing for any outcome, regardless of what you're coming up against, is always a wise thing to do. Alfred kind of nods as you're saying he doesn't respond back but he he gives you a little you can see his head kind of go up and down a little like he's acknowledging it but he doesn't do it enough to pick his chin up off the ground so it's just kind of like his head's bobbing and Braca, like you said well you said like he acknowledged it but does Braca feel like he's like fully acknowledging it or he's just like listening but not letting it sink in you feel like he's rolling insight check uh, above 20, I think. 22. Okay. It's not necessarily that he's not letting it sink in. It's that his mind is cluttered right now. He's listening to you. He's absorbing that. But there's something else 
that you can tell that is just kind of bugging him. Based on what he said, you feel like it's most likely that he has not actually been in combat like that before. And it's something that he didn't realize he had in him. And he just kind of snapped when he saw them kind of position hostile-like towards um, Agard. Hostility? (laughs) Well, when they took a hostile stance towards uh, Agard, and he just reacted. Yeah, I'm going to say that's about all that you you get from that, even with the 22. Brock is just going to not say anything. Like right now, at least. Um, and he's just going to say, you should probably take the javelin out of your shoulder there. Oh. Can, can one of you guys help? How high is it off the ground? Brock could reach it, but it's going to be over Brock's head. Mm, well, Brock will try and pull it out. We'll see how this goes. So, so Katie, Katie is works around. <laughs> sort of yeah. Katie is standing there. Um, it's it's going to be like that, like a scene where like I'm trying to flex muscles, but they just droop down. <laughs> <laughs> so, Katie's standing there. Yeah, she's just taking her hand off Alfred's shoulder when this conversation started. Since Katie is standing there, you could seeing. Braca grab the javelin, the what's left of the javelin assist, or you can kind of stand there and see what happens. What well, would Katie do first with that well, reaction? Actually, before I try and pull the javelin out, how deep is it into Alfred? Um, I mean, it's... <laughs> Say that sentence again. Okay, well, it's a good, you know, the... My God. Go ahead. Tell us. The head of the spear is definitely inside Alfred's shoulder. Just the tip. All right. Okay. Good. <laughs> um... Can I do a medicine check to see how much I think Alfred's going to bleed when the spear oh, gets no. pulled out? Sure. Uh, Fifteen. <laughs> Sorry. There's, a, there's going to be blood, but you are pretty sure that it's not in an artery. You don't think that it's going to like spurt blood it's just gonna when you remove bleed it, from but it, it will out. bleed a little bit from... Okay. But it's not going to be a continuous flow. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, Braca, do, do you need me to help you to try and get this out? Um, I mean, you're stronger than I am, so I don't know how I can be of assistance. I'm, I'm asking if you could just pull the spear out. I'm not oh, going to yes, be able to. Oh, yes, yes. I'm so sorry. Yes, let me do that. I do picture, like, Braca jumping up and trying to grab it and like hitting it every time oh, alfred's no. like oh god oh god <laughs> oh no torturing this poor dragon we gotta get you some heels Braca. <laughs> what is this medicine some platform <clears throat> there you go. Uh, yeah. if you're pulling the spear out with the fish the javelin out it's a strength there, there check yeah. but not a uh saving throw nope it's a check fuck oh This is how Alfred dies. Yeah, you know. <laughs> By trying to get a javelin out of his shoulder. Yeah, the one an, time Brocco wants to help him. That's an eight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Should I, should I try it again? Roll a d6. Oh, that's oh gonna son hurt of him. a bitch. Oh, no. Yeah, that's tough. Anyways. <sighs> Three. Took away those four points of healing that I just did. Mm. That's an at 20. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if it's a good one or you, a bad one. <laughs> you pull on the on the javelin that's in the shoulder, and originally you hear this wind says, mm, and then he's like, mm. then he takes three points of damage, but doesn't seem to be to the point that it hurts a lot. But he is kind of wincing and kind of like you felt the shoulder kind of jerk a little on the first try. Hey, hey, Alfred. I know it's going to hurt, but can you possibly pull it out yourself? I can't. um, I already broke it off. I can't grip the actual um, 
javelin itself. Oh my god, this is going to be a while. Yeah, I didn't say I can't grip the shaft, just for you. (laughs) You missed your opportunity. (sighs) To seize everything you ever wanted. (laughs) Oh no. Oh. Um, is Brock going to help again? I mean, Brock can try. I don't... Okay, okay. I'll tell you like what. Assist me. If Brock wants to help, you can either both roll a strength check or you can give Katie advantage yeah. on a strength I'll, check. I'll give Katie advantage. Perfect. Probably the way I envision Brock helping is more or less saying how to like pull it out, like at what angle instead of actually so, physically trying to pull it. So <clears throat> the first time Katie grabbed towards the end of what was left of the javelin and pulled and Braca's like mm, use both hands not one and put one close to the wound and grab the back with the other one and pull up at an angle and kind of talks Katie through it so now Katie is holding on to what was broken of the javelin with both hands and pulling at an upward angle what was the result of your strength check with advantage 17 17, 17 does it. It uh, pulls clear. Alfred takes one point of damage um, as the javelin comes out and you see a little bit more blood start to flow. It does look like it is not a serious open wound. It has had some time to um, seal up. And with Katie coming over and did you cast Cure Wounds? Is that what you did when you gave him four hit points? Uh Uh-huh. Well, it was my cantrip one. It um, it healed most of the area around it to where instead of it being like an open festering wound, it was now just where the spearhead was. Correction. <laughs> it's, mm. it's not a cantrip. Yeah. In my head, I'm going, <laughs> what healing it, cantrips are? That'd no. be great. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm better. I'm better. I'm better. I have two cure wounds. One is like a trait, and then the other is a. um... So you used your trait for it, not the spell. Gotcha. So I have all my spell slots. Sounds good. All the slots that you need. (laughs) Just. So. All right. Let's move move on. Uh, Braca is going to ask. so you said you were woozy earlier. Is that from blood loss or from you just not being? I mean, I didn't really lose a lot of blood. This is the only thing that they did to me. But like, I bit a goblin in half. Ew. One, that was disgusting. It did not taste great. Two. I also might have bit another one's head off, which, like, now that I think about it, it might have been a little bit of overkill. But at the same time, they were, if I didn't do something, it was just a guard against seven of them, and they would have ganged up on him. And I tried to stay out of it, but... Alfred, you, you don't have to justify what you did. I, I, I don't care, so... I mean, you had you defended a guard. I, I like if if you're justifying it for your own sake, go ahead. But if you're trying to justify it to me, I don't care. I just I, I kind of feel like I don't know. I kind of feel like it, it doing that made me like the monster everybody thinks dragons are, and I don't I don't want to be thought of like that. I don't I don't want to be a monster. I I, I don't want to live a lonely life. I don't want to live. Just with my clan and my dragons, I, I want to, you know, I want friends. I want to explore. I think that's probably one of the reasons that I, I really have taken a liking to your group because you guys are the first people or creatures or things other than dragons that are nice to me. And even then, not everybody in my family is nice to me. You know, so I, I just... I just, I, I hope that you don't see me as a monster. Brock is going to kind of tilt his head a little bit, thinking of a response, trying to be careful because he's trying to consider Alfred's feelings. Um, and, and Brock is just going to like let out a sigh. 
I I don't really know how to say it. I view dragons in general as not monsters like I fear dragons more or less out of respect because I know what dragons are capable of. To me dragons are the apex of destructive capability. That's why I don't exactly enjoy being around you, I suppose. I've gotten used to you. Doesn't mean I'm completely used to just seeing a dragon next to me all the time. But you're out of all the dragons I've heard of, you're definitely the least monstrous. If that makes you feel any better. Well, that, that does make me feel you know, better because I... I mean, I, I see you guys as friends. You guys are helping me with something that, you know, is my fault. And I understand that there's, there, I, I get it, there's something in it for you guys. You're you're protecting your realm. But at the same time, you're also, you know, you, you could have just said, you know, you need to go do it. We're going to keep an eye on you rather than agreeing to help. So I, I'm I'm grateful to have met you. And I, I do, I do appreciate your words here, Braca. Um, thank you. Brock is just going to kind of like shoulder shrug and then just like sit back down and then just go back to his notebook. So, Braca. Katie, are you doing anything? No, she, she's waiting for a guard, basically. Wanting to let Alfred rest because of what he just went through, and she can't possibly imagine biting the head off of something. So, Alfred kind of sits there for five to ten minutes after the the conversation with Bracca in silence, and then you guys start to hear kind of this scratching sound coming from Alfred. As you look over, you do see he's starting to kind of dig a hole into the ground. And he just kind of makes one to where he can be at like ground level where his head can rest on the ground and see you guys and the rest of his body is kind of under in that hole. And he just kind of sits there and just closes his eyes for a little bit um, and takes a little rest. Braca's every now and then while he's resting is just like keeping an eye on the wound, making sure it's not like opening back up or bleeding or getting infected or anything like that. It takes a little bit, but as he starts to dig, it kind of opens it again just briefly from the movement. But after he rests and calms down and kind of takes his quick little nap, um, you do see that that wound starts to heal up. It is scabbed over and it is starting to heal. Would this be considered a short rest? Yes, we will take a short rest here. Agard, you um, get the benefits of a short rest too, I'm assuming, because you walked off and kind of rested for an hour. Yeah, he's, he's just, he found a little area and he's just meditating. Everybody else, damn, these dice are on fire for Alfred. Um, everybody else make a perception check other than Agard. 10. 19. So, towards the end of the short rest, you hear Alfred start, and his eyes kind of shoot open, and he starts to look up, and he starts to keep sniffing, and Bracca, hearing that, you kind of pause for a minute. I thought he was crying. <laughs> and, and you smell it, too. It smells like burning flesh. Alfred's not going to say anything. He just immediately kind of, you see him push up to where now he's standing on all fours and he's lifted about five feet out of the hole that he dug and steps out and starts to push his way through the trees in the direction where the goblin camp was. Alfred. Alfred. Hmm? We, we don't know what's going on. Where are you going? Are these the... I have to see something. Are you heading in the direction of the goblins you killed or... Yes. And then he goes invisible. Oh. But you can still see, like, the brush and the trees moving around where he is. I forget he can 
guess we follow him. Yeah. I'll, oh. I'll follow him. Okay. Uh, I think. Oh gosh. I think we should try to try to be sneaky about it. I, I, I mean, don't. We don't know what's going on. Alfred's stomping through the forest. We can't. <laughs> then why don't we just stay here and wait? <laughs> oh gosh. No, Katie would go. Stealth is dex, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I got a 16 for being stealthy. Damn. Did you roll the night? Did Alfred like Alfred. trip and fall and knock over the whole forest? That really no. should have been a one. Not that one. <laughs> He's just not extremely stealthy. If you listen closely, you can hear him, but it's, I mean, if somebody was distracted, they wouldn't hear him. Which burning bodies. <laughs> Everybody's really focused on that. Is Braca following as well? Yeah. Is Braca trying to be stealth or just kind of going? I rolled a 16 for stealth to follow Alfred. <laughs> so I'm going to follow him with, with Braca. So Alfred and <clears throat> Katie are moving. Katie is silent. Alfred makes some noises here and there. Could be confused with animals in the brush, not necessarily stomping. And you can just hear Braca behind him. How how loud could a two foot tall, 23 pound or whatever cobalt really be? Just breaking branches. It's it's more you keeping up with him than um, just the pitter patter. Yeah, just the, the soft pitter patter of your feet. As you approach the clearing, everybody make a perception check. Uh, Agard as well. Okay. Oh my gosh. Back to the normal rolls. 18 for Agard. Four. Agard, before the rest of the party gets there, mm-hmm. you can hear them approaching from mm-hmm. the direction that the camp was. Mm-hmm. You do feel like you can make out that it's most likely Alfred. It's right. a little bit heavier footsteps than you would normally hear. Sure. They stop mm-hmm. as they get to the clearing. Katie, Bracca, and Alfred don't necessarily... Well, Alfred does. Once you guys get to the edge of the clearing, the movement from Alfred stops. And as you guys approach and get within five feet of Alfred, you can see smoke coming up from the clearing. Okay. Suddenly, Alfred's invisibility drops. He appears in front of you, and he just starts walking into the clearing. He doesn't say a word. Uh, how far? How far are we from the smoke? Were you doing? Were you doing it where they put the bodies, or did you drag it a little bit into the clearing to do no, it? No, just right where. Okay. The bodies are piled up. I would say it's probably about forty feet from you, from the edge of the clearing where the bodies are. Brock will get like twenty-five feet from. I guess the source of the smoke were from wherever Alfred's going. Alfred will walk right up to where the bonfire is. Everybody else, other than Agard, make a perception check. Another one? Mm-hmm. 17. Because it rolled out of my box, That's fine. can I re-roll it? Mm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> because it rolled out of the box, you can re-roll it. Mm. Twelve. Looking through the smoke, you guys can make out how tall is Agard again? Like eight feet. Mm-hmm. You guys can make out what looks like a, an eight foot figure through the smoke. You just see the silhouette, but you're pretty sure that it's um, Agard on the other side. Hmm. And the fact that Alfred just walked right up to it, you feel like there's not necessarily a, an immediate threat as he hasn't been attacked. This is by the mouth of the cave, right? It's about 25 feet from the mouth of the cave. Brock is still just going to hang back. Who the heck started the fire of the goblins? We didn't start the fire. Mm, Sorry. mm, mm. Nope. (laughs) No bars in this party. It was always burning. Agard started the fire. Ooh. Agard started the fire. Oh, my gosh. Delete all that. Alfred is becoming a bard. 
No. Oh, gosh. A barred fey dragon? Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> How terrible would that be? Anyways. <clears throat> um, yeah, Katie's not not comfortable. She's not sure what's going on. She sees Agard, but, you know, burning flesh. We're having flashbacks to a sewer with a brone. And uh, remember he started oh. the fire of the things? Mm-hmm. The were-rats in the sewer. I was going to say, Agard and Bracco weren't there when it took place. Traumatized. It was just Katie and Abrone. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, she's um, she's having a flashback moment where she's like, I um, am not moving. She's just kind of sitting there watching to see what's going to happen. You guys can hear, as Bracco and Katie didn't approach all the way, you hear Alfred. Um, hey, Agard. Or... How are you doing? I am fine. <clears throat> you do notice the javelin is no longer mm-hmm. in um, Alfred's shoulder. And Alfred kind of nods. He goes, I think it's um, I think it's one of those days for both of us. You know, uh, goblins traditionally burn their dead. So I figured since we had them piled up, we would... Burn the bodies before we move on. It's a good idea. Mm. That's what goblins normally do. Wait, agards burning the bodies? Mm. Did we say that? Mm-mm. No, okay. All right, so I'm not lost. Well, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, agard, um, when he was done with his meditating, he, <clears throat> since they were all piled up anyway, and knowing yeah. that the goblins, that's you know, yeah. a lot of... Um, I guess with the different races, um, Agar knows that they, they burn their dead. Burn their dead. So <clears throat> he just went up to him and cast, um, um, create bonfire. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's a cantrip. You know, it's like that healing Is cantrip. Is it a cantrip? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <I> <laughs> He's just like too. all over the place. Bonfire, 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 bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> And Agar's not looking at Alfred when he's talking. He's just... Yeah, Katie and Bracca, you guys just heard that brief exchange, but Alfred's still kind of standing there. And he slowly kind of turns and starts walking towards the mouth of the cave. You do see that he starts to do it slowly and quietly. Like he's deliberately trying to stay quiet and get to where he can see inside. Um, at, the, at this point, Bracco will like approach Agar, not like say anything, um, but he'll just approach. Well, Brock, Bracco will just says, "This all of them, or is there more than this?" This is all that was here before. Okay. Um, did you go into the cave yet? I briefly um, looked into the mouth of the cave and did not hear or smell anything. Um, so. Why are you burning the bodies? I feel like that could attract a decent bit of attention if there's anybody down in the cave right now. I felt it was the least I could do after slaughtering them. Well, um, we should probably move on soon. We still have a task ahead of us. So just whenever you're ready. Hmm. You tell me what you want to do, and um, we probably have to go into the cave and make our way back to um, the spot Alfred felt that the pool was strongest, and then just kind of go from there, see what's down there. It's hmm. that makes sense. He turns around and walks towards the cave. Um, Brock is gonna like gesture towards Katie. She'll start going in that direction, just towards the back. As you guys approach the cave, you see that Alfred is just this thousand-yard stare into the cave. And as you approach, he doesn't move. Like, he doesn't acknowledge that you're even there. He's just staring in, like he's locked in on something. And as we walk away, too, as he... Agar no longer concentrating on it, the bonfire falls. So 
Oh no. <laughs> what? Just a bunch of like half charred goblins now. But they've been no. it's been a roaring fire oh, for okay. a few minutes. Okay. So yeah, yeah. The bodies are you're, you're seeing a lot of bone yeah, now. It's, there, it's, it's, it's like, like a big bomb pile. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I can't remember nice how. Uh, yeah, it's it's five feet, but they're small. Yeah. So they're they're done. Yes. Yeah. If anybody well, would then. like a piece, they're mm-hmm. yeah, you know that side's Respect. medium no, rare, thanks. and that right. side's. Mm-hmm. They said Alfred just staring into the cave. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? Yeah. Why are you just staring into the cave? I feel like you're lying. I think we need to get closer, but I don't know. They don't smell just goblins. Okay. Is there a second species, I guess is the right word, down there as well? Kind of turns and he looks at Agar and he's like, What did you call those, like the, the dog things that they have? Uh, the wargs. Hmm. Maybe those. And he kind of motions to some tracks that are at the front of the cave. And they look like they go in both directions, but they do look like there are, are some type of tracks from something that is on four legs. You can tell, at least Agard can tell, they're not hyena tracks. There are some hyena tracks, obviously, from when you were a giant hyena, but there's other ones as well, which Alfred's kind of pointing out and looking at. Um, I can probably push into some of this tunnel but I, I don't I don't think it's gonna stay the size that I need it to I, I can dig it out but that would be a lot of noise I don't know if that's the best approach hmm. um, okay. what if we all just go in and I don't know if it would be a good idea for you do you remember the spot I marked with the crossbow bolt. Yeah, it's not too far back. It's it's right around where we made camp, right? Sort of, yeah. It's, it's a little past it, but it's it's around that area. Do you think you could just dig kind of down, just kind of straight down in that area while we go into the cave? Um, yeah. What, what am I... I mean, obviously I'm looking for... If the, I can find the... the of Inium, but um, because the tunnel. Yeah, should I just dig until I find it, or should I stop at a certain point? If you see any like any sort of opening, like a chamber or a tunnel, then probably stop. Because I, I mean, my guess is as good as anybody's where it could be underground if it's in a big chamber guarded by things or if it's just hidden random in like a random spot in the tunnel because unless you feel like digging when we get to a spot of the tunnel that's not going to be big enough for you i mean you can do that too yeah i have an idea and he's going to kind of nod to you and then he turns and you guys can hear the poof, 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 as he just kind of Starts to walk off in the direction that you asked him to go. I don't know what his idea is, but probably, probably should, should just go into the cave now. Alfred saying he has an idea. Mm-hmm. <sighs> kind of worries me, but this is just my plan. I don't know if you two want to do anything differently. Whatever you suggest. Um, Katie will get out both of her morning stars and just have them like on hand and ready just in case. What is the uh, marching order? I would be behind Braca. I right, mean, right now the tunnel is probably about 10 feet wide by 10 feet tall. Mm-hmm. But you guys, as you kind of continue looking, you see it starts to narrow. Um, Agard, you do feel like you would have to duck down mm-hmm. at some point to kind of walk through the, the most 
or the, the tallest that this is is about six feet high. So okay. Katie's going to have to duck as well. Yeah. Right. Out of out of game, if you want Agard in front, you're going to have to suggest it because he's just, he's just present right now. Um, well, I don't think you and I have dark vision, so... No, Agar does have the spear that can shed some light, I just don't but it's not. To... Probably not going to be a good idea yeah. underground since somebody yeah. can just see the light around the corner. Yeah. Um, but so... if we were to go, then you know Agar <laughs> and Katie would be in just complete darkness. So. Yeah. Well, I wonder if we could do this, where kind of I don't know if you're comfortable with it. Y'all can let me know. But Katie would have her hand on Rafa's shoulder to guide so that you'd be in front, unfortunately. I mean, I could just be on your shoulder. Because if she's ducking, ducking down, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess you can kind of sit back. It would work. Well, yeah, we, yeah, we can figure it out. Do you have the Bjorn? Do we, you already <laughs> developed the Bjorn yet? Did you? Did you make that? What? <laughs> I don't Fashion know. The, the baby Bjorn. Bjorn. <laughs> Brock has not, not made the Bracca Bjorn yet. I'm the Bracca okay. Bjorn. Um, <clears throat> That's technology beyond my understanding <laughs> for now. <laughs> He's got to level up freaking. Guys, I can do the Bjorn now. Oh. <laughs> level 18. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we could try the shoulder thing. Just because I'll have to duck down, I don't know if that'll hinder that at all but um but then that leaves a guard you're gonna have to like some i guess somehow hold on to my gi you can hold on to the back of my shirt Would you, if we run into well really when we run into something down there are you going to be comfortable fighting uh, yeah I, I i i'll be fine okay then let's just have you be in the front with your spear out. Okay. Um, and I'll maybe just be in the middle or just in the back. You can be in the middle. I'll be behind you. Uh, the only other thing I can think of, I, I can change into something that can see in the night or in the, in the dark. Maybe be easier. So, that, so we're not putting out light and making ourselves noticeable, but it I, doesn't matter to me, whatever you want to do. I only suggest the light for you and Katie. She can mm. see in the dark. That's fine. We'll do that. Agard pulls the um, spear from his, you know, he usually carries it on his back, pulls it out, unsheaths the blade so the light is there and starts moving forward. So it's going to be me, and then are you on, Katie? No, I'm just in the middle. In the middle, okay, yeah. okay. And you have the spear out? Right. He's got to extend it out, probably with his arm reach, even ducking down. I mean, it's a good probably six feet. Yeah, you, you've got about 20 feet ahead of you, Vision. Mm-hmm. I would say light with that. I know it's 10 to 15 and especially feet, in a tunnel, it's going to really kind of direct it. Yeah, yeah. it's directed. Um, are you doing anything to try to dim it at all, or you nope. want it as bright as it can? Okay. Well, yeah. Any other time, <laughs> he might think of that. But right now, no. How how can you dim it? Just like put your hand in front you, of he, it. He he could put like the he, he usually keeps like this leather wrapped around it, so it's not always putting out light. He could probably just only unsheath part of it, so it's not as bright. <clears throat> okay. okay. Yeah, use that leather to kind of direct the light rather than. But have this time it just he just huge flipped it off. And Has Brock no. seen you do that, like because. I don't, I don't think he has. I thought we had done it at some point like that where I didn't want to put out too much light, but I don't know. Yeah, um, you, you've seen him do that before. It's just, it, to Brock, it looks like a sheet that he puts over it and just kind of moves to let a certain amount of light out rather than the whole thing. Okay. Um, and direct the light in a direction versus just it being out. But I guess, like Agard said, he took the whole thing off, so it's extremely bright, holds the... The spear out, and you guys can see about twenty feet ahead. Okay, Braga's gonna say if you put something over it, how far out will it go? I, I mean, I can make it not as bright, but then I won't be able to see as much either. Okay. Yeah, like I said, Edgar's just walking ahead now. Okay. Braga's just following. 
This is where we're going to end this week's episode, as the party begins their excursion into the tunnels of the cave system the goblins were guarding. Agard leads the group into the cave, with Bracca following close behind and Katie watching their flank. Thank you, friends and fellow adventurers, each and every one of you, for taking this journey with us. We are so grateful to have some amazing fans and listeners. A special thank you to one of our Patreon subscribers, Tess the Wanderer, who knitted each of us something special. If you're interested in becoming a Patreon member, check out the episode description for a link to our Patreon page. With your membership, you get exclusive access to a channel where the cast interacts with fans of the show. While you're in the episode description, please take a moment to check out the other links there for our cast and crew. The links provided our Instagram accounts, and it means a lot to us if you would just simply follow our accounts. Is the cave the party found connected to the tunnel system beneath of Orgos? What other secrets could lie within this cave? We asked these questions last week and still don't have an answer. So tune in next week as the party investigates the cave system to see what exactly they find below. Alfred and Agard were um, taking out some goblins, mm-hmm. but um, why don't we pick up with you two in camp with uh, making the tea, if you guys want to RP that, and what you guys would have done in the time that they I don't they think we left. made tea. I think we were just joking about that. Yeah. Oh. About them having like this nice little conversation. And buy, yeah, we were just You know, 50 out. feet away, hell's breaking loose <laughs> with goblins. Remember screams. when we talked about like the, the like old... 18th century picturesque that with like parasols mm-hmm. that I thought of, but then in the background you hear all these like yeah. screams, just horrified, painful <laughs> goblin screams yeah. as they see a dragon appear so that they've like never seen waiting before. For, at least that's what I remember. Is that we yeah, were just waiting. Basically, this time you, now you just hear silence. <laughs> yeah, so we're just like kind of heightened of what's going on.